0: Three hundred and seventy six. Three hundred and seventy six. Well, my intro to this podcast just went right out the window. Ah. Uh, you got to be freaking kidding me. All right. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Row Hunting Resources Podcast. All right. So, uh, yeah. No. Um, this is what I get. This is this is why. This is why I need to put... I, mm. No, I, I can't say that because it's it, it's probably better. I don't know. Everything happens for a reason, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I had a like... Uh, so, here we are. It's uh, Sunday, uh, July 17th. I'm not doing it at the pitch dark uh, in the middle of the night. I'm gonna knock things out now because I got to get. I got to work on some other things. But I've got an outline on what I wanted to chat with you today about, and um, good for so. Wow. Wow, I just I like just want to uncork and that's not what I that's I'm if Okay, all right. Um okay. So, just it it um okay, here we go. 376. Wow. Okay. So, uh I I've, I've chatted and I've had, you know, a couple people ask, um, because I was, I've talked about, man, I gotta get my head freaking squared away. Holy shit. Okay. We're going to touch on this here in a little bit. Um, but because I have been vocal about the sportsman's groups, the lack of sportsman's groups that have been talking about the gun control legislation uh, everybody wants to, to rail against the republic, the idiot Republican uh, that um, that has the Return Act, and then the people that have, you know, jumped on and, and supported him. I have been pretty much the only one <clears throat> that has been talked about. Okay, yeah, but how about we have a conversation about all the other bullshit? Uh, excuse me, sorry. How about we have a conversation about all the other Democrat bills that are that are flooding? Congress right now, and let's have a conversation about that. Even even if you don't care, sorry. Wow. Mm. Even if you don't care about Second Amendment type deal, you know, like you're not a Second Amendment. You're you know. uh, even if you are not pro-Second Amendment when it comes to <clears throat> semi-automatic weapons big black scary guns large capacity magazines, etc. <clears throat> My critique has been if you like the money that Pittman-Robertson Act is making the, the excise tax is making since 2010 um, <clears throat> do not be looking to sportsmen and saying, hey, thank you, sportsmen, for that bump in money. <clears throat> you need to be looking at the shooting sports community. And quite honestly, you need to be looking at every mother, every father, every every single person that says, you know what, things are getting crazy. I need to go buy a gun for self just self-preservation my own protection and the 2a community that has been buying the piss out of ar style platform rifles whether it's for hunting or whether for for home defense whatever doesn't matter um and again i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna circle back i'm gonna i'm gonna gen to that one here in a second But because I've been talking about it, there's been a couple people that threw Uvalde, um, the school shooting at me and not, and this is the thing that I will always thank my community. Um, The folks that support me, uh, this podcast, man, I've said it before. It seems like there is a significant level of intelligence behind the vast majority of folks that set at least send me a private message. To where it's it's freaking refreshing. I mean it's I cannot tell you how how much I appreciate it. But a couple people and I don't think it was malicious, but they but I can tell they lean a little bit farther left on the the political or ideological spectrum than I do and wanted to know what my thoughts were on the school shooting. The reality is, is I didn't like any ounce of it and I really didn't like the, everybody wants to jump into commenting on stuff like that way before detail, actual, real, factual details come out. Um, we all knew it was bad. We all knew it seemed bullshit. And I'm talking about the response. We, we know that the the, the shooter. Was, there's there's layers here. Okay, so we 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 know that this kid that was the shooter had some issues, and there was a lot of things that did not even though even though he blatantly was saying what he was going to do none of his friends none of his family nobody did anything okay so we got massive issues there we know that it's a a school and, and we're talking great we're talking little kids okay that's and then we know that the response was at least when it started, seemed like it was botched. So I opted just to keep my mouth shut and let other people that were going to be more knowledgeable about this um, chew through through some things and and as more information came out, maybe we'd have a conversation on it. Um, The more things that came out, the more pissed I got. And... I'm not going to, okay, if you followed this podcast since roughly the beginning, you know that in 20, 2020 and 2021, I was having a hard time with not, I mean, I was having hard, I, 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 I don't want to put this, I was pissed off that I'm watching all these BLM, the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa riots across the United States. Of course, again, layers. Those are bad enough. But the thing that really ticked just really discouraged me and ticked me off was the number of people that had the means or by the or the the skill sets and the ability, um, and even just the general public and at large that just did nothing. Just literally checked out and watched their cities burn and just did nothing. And it wasn't until I started really kind of following a couple other people and I it just kind of, I started getting my head right. One of those people is Mike Glover. Um, I stumbled onto Mike's um, stuff very early when he first started and again, I think I said this before. I, when I first saw it, I, I was like, "Who's this guy?" You know, not knowing who he was, not just like whatever. And I kind of dismissed it because, you know, just like anybody, you start off. You 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 got to get a groove. You got to you got to figure out what your niche is. You got to figure out where you're going. You got to get some legs underneath you, and you got to get some momentum, and you got to get some comfort in front of a camera. Um, so I checked out. I, I didn't follow him for a while and then I rediscovered what he was doing and then man, I loved it I, I I loved everything about it. I loved the fact that he was training. I you know training civilians. Same thing with Tim Kennedy. Um, Tim Kennedy, he's always been out there, you know, people followed him for a while, but I didn't really get on the Tim Kennedy bandwagon until really when I started seeing them. You know, do their training, and especially when he kicked off, and they were going to be doing the Apogee um, school, and just okay. Now, now we're talking about things that are going to actually move the needle, and hopefully, the civilian populace that that in either watch their stuff, follow their, you know, just learn from them will be an asset later on. So, I say that because. <clears throat> The more I got pissed off about watching what was, especially once the re, once the the video came out and once the re, people started talking about the report, Mike Glover absolutely freaking nailed it, like crushed it, like everything, every ounce of <clears throat> every ounce of my. Anger, frustration. he nailed it. So I don't need to um, I don't need to comment. I don't need to to, to say what I think because if you want to know what I think, you need to go to Mike Glover's YouTube channel. I can't believe YouTube YouTube hasn't taken it down yet though. Uh, so probably go to it go to it quickly before they do. I am I'm shocked that they have not taken it down. Um Mike Glover If you don't know who Mike Glover is you need to, okay? There's a couple different um Instagram handles, you know, the one I'm looking at now with <clears throat> Is Mike dot A Glover? Um, you've got field cry. He's got the fieldcraft survival. He's got um, American contingency, um, but he's got his YouTube channel. Mike Glover YouTube channel, and you look up. You'll, you're going to see it. It's a. It's over an hour long, and the title of it is coward. Cowardice and lack of training are not the same. There is no excuse. And he breaks down the video and goes through the report. And like I said, he 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 just he embodied every ounce of everything that was going through my mind. That and and that's the beautiful thing about Mike is I mean obviously he's he's in that world and so he knows and this is why i wanted to just wait and sit and listen to what you know i wanted to find other people that were more knowledgeable in this stuff to to chime in so i could evaluate um mike does a phenomenal job phenomenal job breaking down moment by moment um what was going on what we were seeing in the what you're seeing in the video and then from a tactical response guy that's done this his entire career and trained people what he was watching and and why he was losing his shit. And I I I stand I will stand well I'm not worthy to stand shoulder to shoulder. I will stand right there. I'll stand with him, that's for damn sure. But now and I'm reading the just the the first little bit here. According to a newly released 77 page report 376 offers, officers were massed at the school. 376 officers. And it took 77 minutes from the first guy to when 3 bortac operators finally went into that room. Are you freaking kidding me? 376. Okay. I am not going to I I am not That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh no. Nope, 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 nope. This is going to be a great segue because I have on my list right here the segue between Evaldi and where I wanted to go. And this just, this, this is the last 12 nails in the freaking coffin about what, no, this is 376 freaking nails in the freaking coffin about what I wanted to say. You want to know what I think? If you want, ouch! If here we go, I'm talking with my hands, and there's no one in the room. <sighs> go to YouTube. Go to Mike Glover. You can look up Fieldcraft Survival if you want. Go watch that video. Cowardice and lack of training are not the same. There is no excuse. That is the title of the of the the. the video. Watch it. And we're going to be on the same page. But here's the thing. This right here. This right here. 376 reasons. 376 clearly black and white reasons. Why I do not support any more quote unquote common sense, quote unquote reasonable gun restrictions. The fact that we have quote unquote sportsmen's groups, sportsmen's conservation groups, that are in Washington, D.C. right now, their people are on the ground right now working with legislators for, you know, common sense, reasonable additional regulations, restrictions, etc. Disgusts me. Disgusts me. but here's the thing. There are a lot of people out there in the world that just do not. So for me, when I look at the second amendment and I look at my ability, whether I have the ability or not to have a semi-automatic weapon or an AR style platform or an extended, uh, magazine, yes, I do look at it as at some day, who knows, the number of people that are championing, that are, that, are, that are screaming and praising, you know, other countries coming to, to Ukraine's aid and, and giving Ukraine weapons so that Ukraine can stand up against evil Russia. It's like, do you, are, how, how is this not lost upon you? Like if ever, if something ever happens where we have to defend ourselves, whether it's from another country or whether it's from progressive ideologies Within our own country. We're going to need the firepower to be able to stand up and 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 at least at least stand our ground. But there's a lot of people in the world in the United States today that 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 standing up against the tyranny of an oppressive government just it is lost on them. They've never had to experience it. They've never said I haven't I haven't had to experience standing on the other end of a, a tank rolling down through my street. No, but I damn well can look across history and I know what what has happened and I know the ideology behind what has happened and I can see that ideology marching full force right now, globally. And if you, if you are not paying attention or if you just don't want to pay attention, if you just want to willfully stay asleep because hell, it's getting to be elk season and I need to get up the mountain and I need to be able to go shoot an elk. I understand that. But if, but if you're going to be willfully asleep and you don't want to pay attention, man, there are people that, having the ability to be well-armed, heavily armed, to stand against a tyrannical government or an oppressive government or an invading force that is lost on them. They will never understand it it's a it's a value set and it's a mindset and a hardwiring in their brain that is completely foreign to it's it's completely different than a, than than those if you think like I do and so I've talked about value sets I talk about hard I talk about this all the time there is no here you go what did I say before it is pointless To use facts and logic when talking to someone who does not value facts and logic. Let that sink in. It is pointless to use facts and logic. When you are discussing something with someone or when you're arguing with someone or you're trying to convince them of something or you're trying to get your point across, you're trying to to reach a person and have a meaningful conversation in which they comprehend exactly what not only what you're saying, but the but the, the weight and the the I'm lost for the word I need, but the, the just the weight of it. If you're going to use facts and logic on someone who does not value facts and logic, they're in an emotional state and they just want to rest on that emotional decision-making process. Facts and logic are, you might as well be talking a completely different language. You might as well be from a different planet. Because they will not hear you. they Nothing you say will resonate with them. And quite honestly, most of the time, they will bristle and they will oppose and they will resist you. Actively resist you and your message. Because it makes them uncomfortable because it's not within the framework of, of what they want to engage with at the time. If they're going to be emotional, you're going to have to find a way to use that emotion and talk within the framework of that emotion. Well, here you go. 376 emotional reasons. Now, quite honestly, the emotional reasons are every one of those kids and the teacher and here's your reason you want to know why I why I oppose these gun laws you want to know what pisses me off that we have so many sportsmen's groups that are so willing to throw that away or just or just just it was always it was always meant as a joke it was a this is the thing about, again, and I've said this before, this is the thing about memes. Why memes are so effective on social media because oftentimes meme, a meme will find a humorous way to relay a freaking absolutely just razor sharp, eviscerating truth. And here you go. When seconds matter, the police are just minutes away. And in this case, and if you watch the video with Mike, he, he he nails it. From when the shooter's vehicle crashed crashed into the ditch until the officer, the first officer was on scene. I think it was like 3 and 3 minutes and change, something like that. It was incredibly fast. But it took 77 minutes. Almost an hour and 20 minutes for the police to come in there and actually help the survivors in that room. I can't even imagine being in that room. I I hope, I really hope and pray. And I don't, I haven't heard anybody talk about this and I really hope and pray. I hope and pray that those kids were in a duck and cover, just, that they, I'm, I know darn well that they were terrified and I don't even want to have the image of what was going on but I hope they weren't looking out the windows I hope they weren't looking out the little slot in the door I hope they did not understand man I don't even know how to freaking frame this one can you imagine being that child And the person you're hoping that's going to come and save you is just standing outside the door for an hour and 20 minutes and doing nothing? I want every freaking... I want every tool at my disposal. I want every gun that I can get my hands on I want I want I want it all I want it all I want it all I want it all and I want I no 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 I don't want any I don't want any more quote unquote common sense gun restrictions again we we, we, we can't talk logic and reason here because every stinking weekend in Chicago we can have that conversation it falls on deaf ears we can talk about what goes on in Col- or in uh, California Illinois, Boston. We we can talk all we want about the existing gun laws, existing gun restrictions, and the ignorant public, and especially again the again. I don't care about the general. I do, but I don't. In this discussion, it's about the sportsman's community. No, I have zero use for the left the the progressive le- i i have zero use for any progressive ideology but especially the progressive left ideology especially when the vast majority of the sportsmen's groups that are sitting in Washington i won't say vast majority but a good number of them are on the left side of the political spectrum and the value set spectrum and they are progressive ends justify the means and this is this is it if if you if you can't if if you've never been one that says, I, I'm going to embrace the, the 2A community. Well, here you go. If a bad guy shows up and wants to do you harm, in your previous default position was, I'll just wait for the police. Well, um, Here's yet another example where the police take a hell of a lot longer to come to your aid to quote unquote rescue rescue you than what you could have done if you had been if you had been armed, you'd even spent a little time training, practicing and had the ability to provide defense for your own self and the, those around you 376 freaking officers and and not a single one of them no 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 the the, the like, like well mm see Mike in the beginning talked about the the officer that was running down the hall and was taking a tactical position and everything else i I, I applaud I applaud that guy but I, I mean come on man can you at some point you hear shots in the room uh, just no one is just gonna are you kidding me like no one is gonna come down and kick that freaking door in I mean and that's the other thing too the fact that they didn't need to kick the door in because the doors were never locked This is why it pisses me off about watching the, every day you get on social media and you see more and more people, more and more talking heads, more and more of these quote-unquote social media influencers and these these big accounts that have a lot of following with sportsmen getting on there and they're railing against the Return Act from Representative Clyde in Georgia. Because oh yeah, that's big, bad, and evil. That's horrible. We can't. We no man. Oh man, we can't. We can't have that. Oh, that's ridiculous. How stupid is this guy? What kind of an idiot is he? What kind of? It, how much damage can you do? And what? The, just, we need to protect our Pittman Robertson Act funds. Blah 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 blah. But not a damn one. None of them actually. Even this is the thing that pisses me off. I think the 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 worst part about it is, I don't think most of these even have a clue why he, Clyde did. Put the the bill forward, and then the ones that do. I just I, there's a couple more that are every now and then dribs and drabs. Here comes a little bit, and I just watch one a day. And they were like, "Well, you know, I, he he wanted to, basically. They were making the statement that you know the reason why he did it was to you know to stand against a a." a an, an excessive excise tax bill and that's literally all they say and they absolutely dismiss it they absolutely poo poo it they absolutely just throw it out the water and it's the same damn talking point point. and this is what chaps my ass and whatever i've said it before i'm going to always say it again because you're always gonna, i want you to always remember it remember it there are two types of people in this world those that wish to be left alone and those that refuse to and number two The world is run by those who show up. Well, guess who always shows up? It's not the people that want to leave well enough alone. It's not the people that want to mind their own business. It's always the other ones. And this is the thing about the progressive ideology, especially these days, the progressive left. Again, you can have a progressive right that is evil and tyrannical and freaking manipulating and just as just as ugly and nasty and just disgusting as the progressive left. Go back and watch my YouTube video on understanding ideology. They are literally the same piece of the pie. They're just on one side or the other of an arbitrary line. Go back and watch that video. If you want to understand the ideology of people in the arena. Go watch that video. Understanding ideology. And it was part one. I still am, I, I'm still trying to wrestle with part two. Because there's so much to it. But right now, a lot of what we're dealing with is hard, hard left progressive ideology. And this is the thing that sucks. The progressive left sportsmen's groups have people in Washington and they are very, very smart. I know some of the people that are in the arena because I dealt with them in Colorado and other places as well, but especially Colorado because I was in the arena with them when they were climbing up the ladder and and climbing to where they are today. And I listen to their, I I I listen to their comments. I watch their posts. I watch their what what um, the statements they make, and there ain't an ounce of ideological difference from what it was 10, 15 years ago. They are the same wolf in sheep's clothing. The thing that sucks. As the progressive left, sportsmen's groups, environmental conservation, environmental advocacy groups, and how do I want to put it? I'm an environmental advocate. I'm a conservation. The environmental activist groups and the sportsmen's environmental activist groups that are, that are, (laughs) they're environmentalists, they're environmentalists wrapped in camo. They know exactly how. And it just pisses me off that the conservative side of the... Po- and I don't mean the right-wing progressive side. I just mean the general, honest, just common-sense folks. Why they have never figured this freaking hell out. The, per- the first person to get their version of the story out is the one that gets to shape the entire conversation. And if you look at what happened with this Return Act versus the Assault Weapons Excise Tax and all the other ones, it was the leftist progressive sportsmen's groups and others that just absolutely... Remember back in... Not not that you remember, but you were always taught that back in World War II... I don't know if they did this in Vietnam... I thought they may have done that. Some maybe, maybe I don't remember, but I know World War II. Just the bombers that would fly over and dropping leaflets. Just drop, just just absolute saturate the countryside with a certain narrative, a certain bit of information, a select piece of information that would trigger an emotion, trigger a certain response, and get that response and 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 focus that response and focus that emotion, emotion into a certain that would elicit a certain action and that action would would drive momentum in a very carefully crafted well, direction. That is literally what the leftist progressives do. They just carpet bomb every media outlet, every magazine, everywhere every outlet that they can get their message out, they absolutely just carpet bomb it right now. Because then everyone, everyone from the tippy tip top of Maine to the, just the, the desert heat of Arizona and Southern California to the tippy tip of Alaska all the way down to the Florida Keys and everywhere in between, in Canada and you name it, everyone starts at the same leftist progressive talking point, and there goes the conversation. I, sh- I I talked about it last time that we talked about this. It doesn't matter what press release you look at. It doesn't matter what magazine article you look at. You don't. You don't. It doesn't matter what op ed you read. They're the, they're all the same talking points and they're all from, a lot of them are all from the same damn people. So a lot of the people that are, that are, I'm sitting here, I'm again, I, I sit there and every day you pop it up on social media and here's another, sorry, here's another individual or group talking about, we need to oppose the return act. Yeah, we do. But, um, uh, We're not going to have an honest discussion about all the rest of it? No. No, we're not. No, we're not. Because the people that originally drew I believe, this is my strong opinion, because I know the damn players. The people that are responsible for the initial conversation that everyone started at are the same people that have zero use for you owning assault weapons, for you embracing the Second Amendment for exactly what the Second Amendment is about standing up to a tyrannical government, standing up to an oppressive, uh, either regime, military force, what at? They have no value for it. And so guess what? Now, the vast majority of people across the United States have no reasonable conversation regarding both of these acts. Why both of them are wrong, why both of them are bad, and why, the Democrat ones are just as bad as the Republican ones. So if you didn't, if, if you have somebody that just doesn't want, just has no care about the second amendment community, has no, no care about, you know, standing up to oppression. How about this one? How about the realization that Society today is creating an environment where our law enforcement officers are either optimistic, or being generous, are so underfunded and so undertrained that they don't even have a freaking clue what to do if shit hits a fan. Some of them, they, they didn't, they joined the police force because it would be an easy job. They get to wear a badge, they get to be a bully, they get to drive around their town and write speeding tickets. I didn't I didn't sign up to to die to, to die for you, to, to try to put my life in harm's way for screw that. You have a culture now that society has has just beat them over the head to where now there's police departments, even if, even if the individuals that are there are trained and good folks. They have no support from the municipalities and the county governments and the state governments in from which they work. This isn't going to get better. This isn't getting better. We don't hear, well, now, limited we do, but we don't hear national campaigns where we need to train our police force better. I mean, hell, the fact, get okay, you'll hear this, and I, I would love to talk to Mike about it. Because this just absolutely floored me. Fieldcraft Survival, Mike Lover and his team, they train law enforcement officers, they train civilians. And when this happened, his initial reaction was like many of us, but he, because he does training, flat out said, he goes, I will, I will, they're in Texas, I will offer free class free classes for any law enforcement that wants to show up and want him to do them he announced a weekend or dates or whatever when he was going to do that free class if I understood him correctly on his, his video not a single law enforcement officer showed up to that class from anywhere but he said the next weekend when he was going to offer that class to civilians that paid like 600 bucks a pop the class was full This is why I support the Second Amendment, the 2A community. This is part of my value set. We're going to have to be able to take care of ourselves. We're going to have to be able to take care of our families. We're going to have to be able to take care of our communities. Because in some some cases, you you or me people we love may find themselves in a, in a situation where you're in the middle of nowhere and it's going to take a long time for anybody, any law enforcement to get there. Especially if the law enforcement, if dispatch does not understand the urgency of the situation that you're trying to relay or someone's trying to relay and they do not relay the urgency to the officers, the deputies that are responding to the call. How many mis how many levels of miscommunication were in this particular example alone? And I know from my own experience out here in Northwest Kansas, I have called the sheriff on some issues, only to have them literally lollygag, respond in a laxadaisical manner show up, and they're like, oh, well, we we really, we, I, I really wasn't here to do anything. I I just, you know, I just wanted to come and, and get your statement. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I am witnessing a crime in action. I am witnessing a crime in in progress. The guy is right over there and it took you 30 for me took uh, pretty much about 30 minutes for them to finally respond of course the guy's gone by then and that sheriff showed up He well I I, I just was I just was coming to get your, your statement there's select four letter words that we're going to this isn't going to get better. You watch society today and just the the amount of batshit crazy, like absolute batshit crazy that's going on is through the roof. The amount of honest to goodness and I'm, I'm I don't need I, I, when I say justified legit mental health issues is going through the roof. The amount of drugs that people are being prescribed just to get them through the day is going through the, the roof. None of this stuff is going to change. The The economy isn't going to turn around anytime soon. Things are going to get a hell of a lot worse before they get better. So I have a feeling these type of things are going... And it's, it doesn't even have to be a kid at a school. the The fact that we that stabbing at the at the, at the gas station. I mean, people better start waking up. People, you're, you are in, again, back to Pat. You're in charge of your own executive detail. Yes, you are. You're in charge of your own executive security detail. You are in charge of your safety, not the police. You can rely on them on all you want, but they may not respond they may not respond fast enough and even if they do it clearly shows that 376 of them had no freaking clue what to do no no I don't want any more gun laws I don't want any more virtue signaling and virtue signaling that erodes erodes away more of my ability to to obtain to possess and to equip myself with the means necessary to protect myself my loved ones and my community period end of discussion now with that said I'm going to wrap this portion of it I'm going to wrap this one up by just thanking, thanking some, <laughs> thanking some of you for listening to this podcast, listening to this message, and then going out and being that ass that just wants to just, just put the needle in the side of the rest of these guys. So, I did. I got on... <laughs> I got on on social media and so the page that um the 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 certain individual that was talking about the the latest the latest person that was talking about the return act did a video about a three minute video in there where he's where he's going off about how bad the return act is and let me just make, make it a quick aside the okay Yes. Let me make a quick aside. Sorry. Sorry. This just hit me because this is important as well. All right. The other thing that you got to, you've got to, and I, I know that I am vulnerable to it as well. I am trying, I will try to always, always make sure that I don't fall into this pitfall, but, um, there's a, again, I love quotes. I love people that are a lot smarter, smarter than me. And, and there was somebody in a, in the past has said oops oh crap sorry guys I bet you this has been absolutely I need to turn this off sorry I forgot to put my phone on airplane mode so I'll bet you any money you were hearing <makes noise> guaranteed because I'm talking about this stuff. I joked about it last time. If I if I left this phone on like on just normal and I was just talking about elk stuff, this thing wouldn't buzz into the microphone at all. But as soon as I start talking about guns and and two A stuff, it's like just <makes noise> the feedback is crazy. There you go, CIA, FBI, go for it. Just record. I, you don't have to listen in. You can just hit. You can just listen to it once I hit upload. (laughs) Anyway, a statement of along the same, along the lines of there's a lot of people that will just oppose, they will oppose an idea simply because they don't like the person that that came up with the idea. It's not that the idea inherently was bad. It's just, I don't like that person. And so I oppose the idea. I, I viscerally oppose it. And when you start going to, if that's the case, if you get yourself tripped up in that type of ideology, that 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 belief structure around an issue, you can unwittingly trip yourself into all sorts of contradictions and all sorts of hypocrisy and everything else. Again, I'm not saying I'm immune to it. I know I'm guilty of it, and I, I strive not. I try. I I strive to minimize my hypocrisy every ounce that I can. I, I'm not always gonna be perfect but the thing that i thought was it was just freaking just glorious it was freaking glorious just like i criticized Gabrielle from uh from the other podcast last time the excise tax you know the reason why we don't need to worry about quote unquote we don't need to we don't need to worry about the assault weapons excise tax uh or assault weapons yeah excise um uh, act is because you know and it's not that it's not that it's a big you know you know this isn't you know the the, how did he put it no sorry if we're up if sportsmen are upset about the 10 or 11 percent again depending on what the item it is it's 10 to 11 percent is the current excise tax on on certain goods products and the statement was is that well you know you can't say that you're upset about that excise tax because you know the average you know the the you know you the, the average person doesn't pay that you you don't pay that the manufacturer pays that so you don't have to worry it, don't tell me that you're opposed to that excise tax you're not paying that excise tax <laughs> and then he goes on then then they wrap up by saying and trying to use this as as uh why this guy, this rep, this Republic, this evil Republican. Representative Clyde happens to be one of the biggest FFL, uh, dealers in Georgia. And so the statement was, is the reason part of the, you know, the, in the, the innuendo, the implied was, well, this benefits him directly if if he can get the repeal or excuse me if he can get the return act through well he's gonna benefit because that's gonna make guns cheaper and he's gonna sell more guns hold the freaking phone (laughs) What? what how does that come out of your mouth and you don't catch yourself Like, seriously, it's not rhetorical. How does that come out of your mouth and you don't catch yourself? Which one is it? Does the consumer pay the tax or not? Or let me rephrase that. Does the consumer feel the price of that tax or not? If the manufacturer is one paying the price and the consumer doesn't feel it, you're not being taxed. Well, guess what? It wouldn't matter what the excise tax was, whether it was 10%, 11%, or 1,010%, or 1,011%. Because remember, the, the wording in the uh, the Assault Weapons Excise Act is it's an additional 1,000% tax. So the $1,800 tax AR is now an eighteen thousand dollar AR and the consumer's not going to feel that because the manufacturer is going to say I'm gonna buy an AR the retail price of the AR used to be eighteen hundred now the federal government says okay fine you you owe us excise tax. that thing's going to be eighteen thousand so the manufacturers just say We're gonna eat the other sixteen thousand two hundred and I'm doing math in top of my head and I suck at math. When it's this way, they're just gonna eat. So they're gonna manufacture a rifle. They're gonna pay the government a thousand percent tax, and they're just gonna keep that rifle at eighteen hundred dollars. They're just they're gonna go wildly in debt just for goodwill to sell you a rifle. Come on, shut the hell up and have some intellectual honesty, integrity. Of course otherwise, right? Otherwise, you can't make the claim that if the Return Act is passed, well, then Representative Clyde gets this windfall in the fact that he's his guns are gonna be cheaper and then and then he 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 could sell more guns. Hold on a minute. So in other words, you mean the tax is passed on to, oh, I don't know. What's that person? Um, what are they called? Um, 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 oh, that's right. The consumer. Freaking basic econ- economics. I mean, like hold, can we have some internet intellectual honesty in this whole freaking damn thing? The answer, again, is no. No, we cannot. No, we cannot. But I, I digress because I saw that. And I had to chime in. I'm sorry. I had to chime in. And I am so <laughs> happy that more and more of you are doing the same. And I think we need to. I don't care if they're a huge national sportsman's advocacy, advocacy group and they've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers, and they've got big budgets and everything else, or whether we're talking about some Joe Schmedley who wants to be someone and thinks they're the shit and, and they've got their little, well, I don't care. We need to start calling each other. We, we need to start calling some of these things out. And so I'm, I'm looking in the comment. So in the comments, in the comments section of this post, I see somebody basically, and to be honest, I, I read the comment. and It was one of those comments where, again, it, you, ever, you ever been in one of those situations where your sarcasm is so advanced that people look at you and think you're stupid? That's kind of, that's literally kind of what this one was. I read the comment and I'm like, okay, he's either asking or he's making a, he's making a smart ass comment. So I responded to that comment and I just kind of, just kind of like a, just a basically statement of fact. And then I'm privately messaged because I mentioned, I said, you know, I, I talked about that, blah, blah, blah. So I privately messaged the person. I was like, dude, man, I'm with you. Um, I ran it on this on my podcast. If you, if you're inclined to go listen to it, that's where you, well, the guy messages me back, Nick, brother, Nick. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. Good. I'm glad we, he writes back. He's like, Oh, Chris, I love your podcast. I do landscapes in North Idaho and listen to it weekly. To be honest with you, your episode before the elk one was my favorite. I literally agree with you on damn near everything. Next. I know that's why I kind of smart-ass... I know that's why I kind of smart-ass the question on that post because no one is talking about the quote-unquote assault weapons ban except you, literally. Brother, man. The This is... And, I, and I'm, I'm pointing you out because you were the last... I mean, you went... You... You went into the fray. You went into the fray. That's a that they've got a massive following. I love I love their platform. I love who they are. I I I respect both of the people that are involved with the their page, the podcast, the videos, that type of stuff. I, I I really do. I love them. I have the utmost respect for both of them. Um, I just vehemently disagree with some of their positions because I think sometimes certain people get a tunnel vision and they don't, it's just there, you get a tunnel vision. And quite honestly, I'm almost positive, I don't know this to be true, but I'm almost positive that they have been influenced by, again, the original leftist progressive narrative. The left-leaning, left left progressive sportsman slash enviro slash anti-Second Amendment folks i think i my guess is they were probably influenced by that heavily to begin with and that has colored the rest of their conversation but yet nick brother you went in there and you you decided to make a comment we need to start doing that i mean get, li- <laughs> <laughs> so okay all the people that were like holy hell chris well, i loved when you were on kafardo cast and the, and the two episodes you did with aaron there was like it was what it was a 7 hour marathon Everybody loved that the, the amount of feedback both Aaron and I got and the the number of people who listened was amazing and everybody championed about the fact that you know we need to start holding ourselves we, we what is it we need to hold the sportsman community accountable we need to start holding ourselves accountable what did I say back then most of the time the people were saying yeah yeah you know, we need to start we need to ho- start you know holding each other accountable no what you mean was I'm gonna start holding other people accountable I- I'm not gonna look at me. Okay, well, no bullshit. We need to look at ourselves and what we do, and hold ourselves accountable and check ourselves. But yes, we need to start chiming in and holding other people a- a- accountable. If you're gonna go post a video of your coyote hunt where you gut shoot this uh, a coyote sixteen different times and watch the coyote run down the hill, top fall, fall on top of the top toppling over, and then and then you've got to go track the thing a half a mile to go get it, and you're like, oh yeah, that was great, and you're patting each other on the back. Screw you, man. No. 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 Not acceptable. Does that happen? Yeah. Is that something we need to show? No. And do you damn well need to get on social media and and, and treat it like it's a frat part? No. We need to hold each other accountable, right? Aren't those the type of things that we need to hold each other accountable for? The atrocious shit that we see on social media? Well, I think this is another one. I think this is another one. Respectfully, I think this is where respectfully to you, the listener, and respectfully to these entities, if you see these things and you're like, man, I don't think that's all the information. I don't think that's the complete picture. I don't know if I agree with that take on X, Y, and Z. I think we need to start pushing back. Too many people are just all, all, I mean, that's the problem. The liberal, the leftist, again, and I'm, I'm focusing on the left progressive because they're the ones in action right now largely in In the direction of where everything seems to be going again, I'm not discounting the fact that we can absolutely have the uber far right right wing progressive the progressive ideology is evil in itself, okay, ends justify the means, screw you okay where was I going with that ah, there was a good point in there They're the ones running the narrative. That's the problem. They're the ones pushing the narrative right now. They're driving the discussion. Damn it. I lost my point. It might come back. I don't know if it will. But anyway, regardless. Oh, 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 oh. My point, well, I don't know if it's the same point, but but what I was getting at is that we need to start pointing these things out. Oh, now I know my point the left progressive will always jump in on the conversation. They will always dominate. They will always try to oppress that conversation, control the conversation, direct it strategically in their direction, in in their favorable direction, to get you to, and especially if they can get you emotional about it, because then you will act, and you will act the way they want you to act. Whereas, uh, and this is the point, I'm back on track. The problem is, most of the time, that center the, the general conservative ideology. Again, go back and listen, watch the YouTube video I did. I'm not talking about the right-leaning conservative. No, I'm talking about the general, the Thomas Soul constrained versus unconstrained mindset. Unconstrained, progressive, constrained. There's right and wrong. There's process. There's there's nuance. There's shades of gray. It's not just all black and all white and all this emotion and all this. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. No, no, there's stuff in there to contend with. Okay, that is the conservative uh, mindset. You can be a Democrat conservative. Remember, I, I, some of you don't. I remember as a kid listening to adults around me talking about the blue dog Democrats. Okay. Those Democrats that were more of a conservative mindset, they had a difference of opinion on how to do things, but everybody was on the, they wanted the same thing. There was just two different ways to go about it. Now we're wildly different. We, the, the different ends of the political spectrum don't even want the, even remote the same thing. Okay. So there can be, there are people on the left of the ideological spectrum that still have a conservative mindset. Likewise, there are people on the right side of the political ideology and the value sets that have a conservative mindset framework on how their brain is hardwired, how they framework all those things around in their lives. The general conservative mindset is just leave the, just, just leave well enough alone. Don't get involved. Don't stir, don't stir the pot. Don't just it. Uh, there's just, it's not that black and white. There's other stuff going on there. It's kind of messy. So nah, just I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna engage because if I get because this is this is the shittery about it. Because if you engage, guess what? You're gonna engage because the people that are involved with this this arena now they are the people that have no problem of wallowing around in the pig shit and the slop and dragging you right down in with them. And in order for you to go in there and engage and and, and just absolutely engage, the problem is you get yourself close enough where they can grab you by the ankles and yank you down in. What we need are people these days that are willing to walk up up next to that freaking pig pen and willing to stand there, taking the risk that they might get drug in, but you're going to take the risk and say, no, I don't agree with you. I'm going to engage you intellectually, cerebrally, and I'm going to challenge your premise. I'm not going to be disrespectful to you, unless you deserve it, but I'm not going to be disrespectful to you, and, and that was bad, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. You shouldn't be disrespectful. I know it's hard. I know I trip into it. Probably I'm tripping into it now. You don't need to be disrespectful, ish. But I'm going to engage with you. I'm going to say, no, I do not agree. Because guess what? If a bunch of people start saying, wait, I don't agree, what happens? They either check themselves or, again, we go back to the shit show that happened with Matt Ranella on Blood Origins and on The the Meat Eater. And I, I will name those two specifically because they had good conversations with Matt. Matt was one of the first, I don't care if you liked what Matt had to say, if you agreed with Matt from beginning to end or in some, but he made some points in there that I'm sorry, if you are a thinking person, you have to engage. You have to contend with if you have any gray matter between your ears that's functional. Again, who was it? Reagan or some, I don't know. Somebody, again, somebody back in the past has said, if everyone in the room is in agreement, someone's not thinking. And I truly believe that. And so we need more people to have the courage to stand up, and especially on these social media platforms, especially with some of these heavy hitters. These big, these, what what you, what we look at, they have a ton of followers, they've got a great social media presence, they've got an engine behind them, and you're like, man, these guys, these guys get it. Ooh, they're doing ooh, ah, ooh. And you start to artificially put them on a pedestal because they seem like they've got their, you know, they're, they're larger than life. Again, they're just people. They're just people, people. They're just people. They, at some, at some point during the day, they're sitting on a toilet, wiping their butt, just like you. They're no different. So do not be intimidated and do not be, do, do not, don't be intimidated, number one, and don't be just, overly complacent when you see something that you disagree with engage it because you might just change someone's viewpoint you might just change a behavior but at the very least you'll you'll you might kick off a conversation a dialogue and that that just might have the ability to get people talking and actually get more ideas out on the table and actually steer policy value sets Ideas in a more constructive direction. So, Nick, man, kudos on you, brother. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. And and I, again, I, I'm I'm singling him out simply because it was on the same thread that I saw. He had the same idea to engage. I reached out to him, complete, not even aware, and he was like, "Got you, fam." <laughs> that was awesome. That's awesome. We need more of it we need more of it so respect again respectfully and intelligently and if you can do it with wit and sarcasm and and just that little bit of humor it's even better Oh, but man yeah let let, let me let me let me just put that to bed that that's that just put that to bed that's a that's a good way to end both of those topics. Um, I'm still going to, I still oppose both of them. I need to reach out to my congressman uh, this week. Maybe I'll try to do that tomorrow. Um, number one, I want to find out because that's the other thing. Okay, sorry. 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 This is how my mind works. Uh, the other thing too is because if I go to the, the U, the if you go to US, what is it? USHouse.gov or what uh, if you go look up the bills, you, you can go to uh House of Representatives and you can bring up their website their their webpage and you can track these bills. You can see where they are. As of Friday, they were still both in the same position. They they were still just referred to committee. That's it. It, it hasn't gone anywhere. And I know the Return Act has lost some of the sponsors. The question is, has the aware has the uh uh I keep saying aware and I don't know why I keep saying Aware Act. It's not the Aware Act. I don't think it's the Assault Weapons Excise Act. Um, <clears throat> I have not seen or heard anything whether or not we have anybody dropping out on their sponsorship or co-sponsor, you know, co- you know, co-sponsoring that bill. We know that we've 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 had some on the return, but I don't know what's going on with the Assault Weapons Excise Tax, especially. Or and, and then the other flip side is this is the other one that pisses me off. Now Colleen Noir did a good one on eight, It was 1808 earlier that we we can talk about some of that as well um but there are other anti second amendment style bills that are getting pushed forward again there are sportsmen's organizations that you support that some of you support that are out there right now engaged in reasonable discussions on on weapon uh, uh, on 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 you know gun control legislation uh-huh screw you Um, anyway, both those bills were in the same spot as far as the progress. They, they, they have not moved forward as of yet. They were still sitting there. They're in the, they were introduced and then it was referred to a committee. Done. And that's it. No, there's been no other movement as of yet. Number one. Number two, um, yeah, my congressman, Last time I saw, he, he had signed on to it. I need to have a conversation with him and find out, okay, what is the, seriously, what is the likelihood of this thing actually passing? Because everything that I've been hearing is, no, it doesn't have really much of a hope in hell of passing. And just like for, again, just like other people have, again, <laughs> the progressive ideology, that progressive freaking mindset, my issue. Oh, don't worry about it. Your issue. Oh, egregious, horrible, evil the return act, the most egregious thing that we all need to just grab our pitchforks and torches and and storm Washington and tell them no. An act or bill that as far as everybody has said is probably has no hope in hell of ever seeing the light of day. When you go and you look at people talking about the assault weapons excise tax, it's nothing to worry about. Because, you know, it doesn't have a hope in hell of passing anyway. So don't worry about that. Well, then which one is it? If it does, if, if both of them have no hope in hell of passing, then why are we getting whipped up for only one? I find that's a valid question. A non-rhetorical one. But regardless, I would like to talk with my, and again, I talked about before, I know I'm going to get a staffer. I'm going to tell them nope, I don't want him supporting the return act. And this is why. And hopefully I can get some information on just how what what is the likelihood of this thing passing? I, my guess is it's largely symbolic. It was a statement against the assault weapons excise act. And again, okay, so for and this has come up a couple of times. One more thing. Sorry for the people that are sitting there saying, you know, well, well, you know, why he even brings this up, and you know, why you're going to attack the excise tax, why are you going to attack the very thing that gives us the North American model of wildlife conservation, and you know, this just sets up a part of. Co- come on, come on, come on. Why did he attack the excise tax? Because. How can you raise an excise tax 1,000% if the excise tax doesn't exist? It's the whole, I mean, again, in the world of memes, this one just, this one makes itself. This is the Matrix, Neo, sitting in the, sitting in the office with, um, what's his face, going, I want my phone call. And he's like, what good is a phone call if you have no, basically you have no mouth to speak and he's like there's no mouth eh. what good is a thousand percent increase on an excise tax if the excise tax doesn't is no longer exists it was just a chess move it was a statement now granted i'm sure some of these people are like hell yeah we're going to support this so this is exactly what blah 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 i'm sure they're true believers in there yes there probably are but I guarantee it. Guarantee damn well to you that a lot of them signed on from a uh, from a a positioning standpoint and making a statement. I'd like to find out exactly a little bit more about where it stands in uh, in Congress right now from someone who's in because I'm I know damn well I can't go to any freaking sportsman's organization right now and get a. F- I can't get a straight, an, an honest, intellectual, straight answer. I know I, I, I am highly skeptical thereof. So anyway, get a hold of your go. Yeah, go. Get a hold of your congressman. Absolutely, and quite honestly, if they're a Republican, yeah, go. Oh, awesome. Tell them don't support the Return Act, and then see if they can tell you about all the other stuff that's going on. So that way you can turn around again. Oh, I've talked about it. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but man, again, some of you are, are, are being whipped up into reaching out to these. It does need, it does mean no good to reach out. I mean, maybe, I guess it, maybe it does. I guess it, what is it? I don't know. What What is it heard? If, if the person that you're railing against is not your representative, is not your senator, Don't be surprised if they give zero shits about what you have to say. Why people from Washington State are chiming in on what somebody in Georgia does. What? Get a hold of your guy. Gal. What? I don't know. Anyway. 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 Let's put that one to rest right now. If something else comes up, I'll keep you in the loop. But, uh, yeah. So the other, um, what I'll, I had a bunch of questions come in, and I t- I said, er, okay, I'm gonna segue right now. I'm gonna segue real quick to some elk stuff. All right, because we are getting to that time. It's it's like rapidly approaching. Every day the the clock goes tick tick tick, and we just keep creeping closer and closer and closer to season. Okay, so obviously everybody by now knows Phelps. If you don't, holy hell, how do you how have you not? But if you didn't know. Phelps game calls came out with a new game, uh, elk call called the easy sucker. Um, I did a bunch of different reels on it and I broke it down. I talked about it, uh, went through it and picked it apart literally and yeah, talked about it. And there was a lot now they did, they had a marketing thing. They wanted to get a bunch of people to, to put the word out and just kind of saturate that, you know, airspace on that day to, to make a big release. Um, a lot of people did. And they just made that one real. To me, it was... a I don't mind a sales pitch, but if you know Chris Rowe, you know that ain't me. All right? Um, that's literally what got me in hot water with Primos and why I separated... We went... Primos and I went different directions because the, the parent company that bought Primos was turned around and then was bought out by another massive conglomerate. And the pro staff started to become eroded away to where they did not want us testing product uh working through product field te- you know f- you know running them through the paces giving feedback and then going and educating the public and retailers on how those things were work. they basically just started here's the pamphlet that we're going to send out when we do get this call we want you to start marketing this and pushing this con-. no that's a sales rep that's a sales rep position i'm not a sales rep i'm a i'm a pro staffer i'm i'm supposed to be having. i'm supposed to have that call in my hand and run it through the paces, learn how to use it, send you feedback, and then when it hits the stores, go to the, the the retailers and go to the public and say, here's here's the call, here's what it sounds like, here's or whatever it is, here's the product, here's what it does, here's what it sounds like, here's how it works, here's how blah, 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 and provide a, a an intelligent report of that from a, an, a, somebody who's actually used it. So I've never been a good just, and again, I know I'm my own worst enemy as far as a business person, but... I want to, I want to give you something to chew on. All right. So that's why I did a whole bunch of those reels. And of course, a bunch of questions came in. Now I answered a couple of them, but I told other people, I was like, listen, I'll, I'll attack, I'll, I'll tackle those in the um, next podcast. Well, here we are next podcast. All right. So on the easy sucker, one of them was um, can you bugle through it, can, or can you use it to bugle? Can I use the easy sucker as an external mouthpiece to to run through a bugle tube and use it as a bugle? The the answer that I you know the answer essentially is no. Um, if you think and really, and I tried it, and I I posted that reel and demonstrated when you inhale. Um, we in it. How do I put this? Okay, here here you go. Here you go. So we never really think about us breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, right? Until we have to do something with our lungs. And we don't even think about it when we exhale. When we blow out, we we don't even really think about the fact that we can really put some force behind our diaphragm when we want to exhale. You can blow up a balloon, like a huge, big balloon that's got really thick rubber walls on that balloon to where it's a tough, but you can put some wood to I mean, you can, and you can push to it and you can blow up a balloon. You can force air into objects. If you put something over your mouth, over your face... Even if you're holding it down hard, you can you oftentimes, most of the time, can blow air out. We have, the way our muscle structure is of our diaphragm, we can put a hell of a lot of force behind the ex, expelling of air out of our lungs. And I think the reason why is because it's related to our vocal cords. Evolutionarily, there's, there's a benefit to being able to be loud and the only way that you can be loud is to put a, a massive volume of air across your vocal cords in a rapid amount of time that goes to the second part where our vocal cords and how our vocal cords work but let me just stick to the diaphragm we can push we can force air out but man you even put a pillow over your face or you put some or somebody blocks your your mouth It can be very difficult to inhale with any semblance of force. Our diaphragm is much, much weaker, it seems, trying to inhale than it is to exhale. And so because the easy sucker is an inhale call, it was very difficult for me to get any sort of force behind that read. And actually get it to have some massive volume and do the dynamic things that we can do to a read when we want a bugle. So just on the, the structure of our diaphragm, inhale, weak, exhale, forceful. No, I don't I don't think it's a good mouthpiece for a bugle. And then likewise, like I said before, in that reel, um our vocal cords Really, function one way now. Yes, yes. Tenacious deed, notwithstanding. All (laughs) right. Notwithstanding, okay. Cause I can. Yeah. What is it? Cause I could talk when I breathe in. But it sounds horrible, right? You could probably understand me a little bit. But it doesn't sound like I am when I'm breathing out, right? If I breathe in and talk, I can keep going back and forth. I can breathe in and talk, but it sounds horrible, right? And I have no volume in it. I have no control over it. Our vocal cords really work only one way. They, they work by us putting air across them in the exhale, okay? So part of what makes a very effective bugle not, and not Okay, and this is the problem with this terminology. I'm not talking about the vocalization. No. Yes. Sorry. Flip that. I am talking about the vocalization. I'm not talking about the hardware. I'm not talking about the bugle tube or the bugle mouthpiece or the bugle reed or anything like that. I'm talking about the vocalization. If we want to accurately rep, uh, replicate a, a, a realistic sounding bugle vocalization... When we implement, or when we engage the bugle tube and the mouth read or the external read, whatever is going to make the sound for the bugle and it's going to run through the bugle tube. In order to do the best sounding bugles, vocalizations, we need to add our breath. We need to add our voice, we need to add growl we need to do stuff within our mouth within our voice box within our throat to impart an additional layer of realism other than what the artificial read that we're using is going to do because our vocal cords and our and and we, and I guess maybe you could say over and over and over and over again with practice maybe you could change this but generally speaking our vocal cords, our throat, and all those realistic sounds that we can impart into a bugle tube when we want to accurately reproduce a bugle vocalization, that's exhale, not inhale. And so just on those two things right there, no. Easy sucker, it was never, like again, it was never designed to be that. I understand people are like, oh, let me play with it. Let me see, I could do this and this and that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but just to understand, it was never designed to be a bugle. They actually, Phelps has an external uh, mouthpiece for their bugles. If you don't, if you can't use uh, a latex reed in your mouth and you want to use an external reed style bugle, call, bugle tube with an external mouthpiece, they make those and they are made and engineered so that you can blow out, you can exhale through that call and you can impart your growl, you can put your voice, you can put your breathy sounds. You you have full capacity to do what you need to do with 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 your body to aid in the development and the perfection of the realistic sound of of what you produce, okay, for a bugle, okay? So you don't need to use the easy sucker as an external mouthpiece for a bugle. They make those for that purpose. And they sound pretty good. Um and then the other one this is the one I wanted to tackle here because there was a little bit more discussion for it. The other one that came in and this one was awesome and I and I and I am sorry. Oh, my thing just refreshed. And so I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. My bad. I forgot to I forgot to write your name down. Sorry. There was a couple of you, but there was one that had a very intelligent question. So there, the questions came in about the assembly mew. All right. And people wanting to know, can you do a good assembly mew with, can, can you do an assembly mew with the the easy sucker? And then the really good question came in about how does the easy sucker compare with the Hyperlip double with a tone converter for doing the assembly mu? Okay. Great question. It doesn't there w- to this date and I, I'm I'm dead serious I would love to see Steve Chappell make a double read style I, I, I right now there is only one elk call the, the the physical tool the physical elk call the physical product there is only one elk call that can Accurately reproduce the assembly mu precisely. And that is the Primos hyperlip double with the tone converter. I'm I'm sorry, it's 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 dead on. It's dead on accurate. So can you do it with open re other open reach out? Yeah. Can you do it with a mouth diaphragm? Eh. A mouth diaphragm really does not lend itself to emphasizing or embellishing or, um, yeah, focusing on the low end of a cow vocalization. A mouth diaphragm really excels in that high portion of the vocalization and the sliding and the fall of that that vocalization. The change in pitch from high to low, it a mouth diaphragm does phenomenal there. So that's why you can do your lost muse, your chirps, your muse, your your whines. You can do all your bugles and all that type of stuff. Again, when you go and you want to do a low note on your bugle, when you're bugling with a mouth diaphragm, you're not getting those low notes from the read. You're getting those low notes from your voice and from your growl in your throat. The reed is there to get you those ear-splitting high frequencies that you can't achieve, 99% of us, can't achieve with our own natural voice, okay? So when we talk about the assembly mew, again, if you want to deep dive into assembly, assembly mew is for when cows want to call their calves to it, when a cow wants to bring another animal to her location. I want you to come to me. It's asking, it's, it's making a, I want, I want action. I want you to come to my, to come to me. I don't care if you vocalize. I don't care if you respond. I don't care. I don't give, I don't give a, I, no. I want you to leave the location in which you're standing and I want you to travel across the landscape and I want you to come to the location from which I am vocalizing. That's what the assembly MU does. That's why it's so freaking deadly. It's why I lean so heavily on it. And everybody that's gone through the Elk Hunting Institute, the elk module, and learned about it starts using it, they're like, holy shit, this is cheating. I'm like, yeah, right? Why do why do anything else? Just you want them to come to you, right? Yeah. Then just tell them to do so. Anyway, I digress. So that vocalization, remember, again, some of you know this. It focuses on that lower end, the, the deeper portion of that vocalization. That's not in the wheelhouse of a mouth diaphragm. It's it's structurally, that's just not how it's built. That, that's just not what it is. So, given the fact that the easy sucker is built off of literally a mouth diaphragm frame and read, stretch latex read, no. No. Could, can you can you function, can you manipulate the call and, and suck through it to do that load? Sure, you can. But it's not, I, in my opinion, it's not going to carry the same weight. My example to that. If you're going to build a deck you're going to build a deck in your backyard. You want to go build a a fort. A tree house. uh, Whatever. In your backyard for your kids. You absolutely and you're going to use nails big 16 penny nails. You absolutely have free ability to go down to your basement and grab a pipe wrench come up and hammer those nails in with a pipe wrench. Can you hammer a 16-penny nail into a board with a pipe wrench? Yes, you can. Is that what the pipe wrench is designed for? No. Will that pi- pipe wrench functionally get the nail into the wood? Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to know what the nail's going to look like going in. But can you get it into the wood? Sure. But wouldn't it just be better to go over and grab the framing hammer? And just do it right? Like grab the tool that's designed to do the job and just 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 get it done. Right? Don't grab a pipe wrench to go pound a sixteen penny nail. Don't grab the easy sucker to try to go do an assembly mule. Go again, I, I love Phelps. I support Phelps. I use their mouth diaphragms. I use some of their other calls. So yeah. I love them. I'm not using a Phelps for the assembly meal. Sorry. I'm, I'm reaching back and I'm grabbing my, uh, my Hyperlip double with the tone converter because that sucker is dead accurate. All right? So that segues me to this next big question that, that again, usually, it's not uncommon for this year, this time of year, this comes up. Um, but to be honest... Uh, yes, the Easy Sucker is new. I tested it. I like it. Uh, that's legit. I, they didn't pay me a dime, okay? They don't pay me. A, they didn't pay me a dime. And honestly, I didn't even know they were sending it to me. It just literally showed up and I get an email. They're like, hey guys, we sent this because, or, you know, it was, I was amongst all the other guys. They just sent it to everybody they could think of that was somebody that, that does a lot of elk calling. And they just, they wanted the uh, they flat out said, write in the email. Here it is. This is what it is. This is why it is. This is what we do. Blah, 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 blah. Run it through the paces. If you like it, great. Do a a video about it. If you think there's something wrong with it, let us know because we want to be able to fix it. That was literally it. So yeah, I reviewed it. I liked it and it will be a call that goes in. So I keep my calls. I, whatever backpack I have, it's got the hip belt on it, and I've got pockets on the hip belt. My calls go in my left hip belt pocket because I can just easy grab them right there. I'm seriously the easy suckers going in there. I I do like it. Now, like I said in, in my little reel videos, I think I'm going to switch it out. Uh, I'm going to put I'm going to leave the um, I'm going to put the black read in it. I like the black read better than the blue read, but that's only because of my style of calling. That's only because what I want to do with that call or what what vocalizations I will be doing with that call and how. I like a stiffer read. If you follow me any length of the time, when I was having Jason and, and Dirk build me my Elvira mouth diaphragms, what was I doing? I was ta- I was having him take his uh, tag notcher, the fundamentals of the tag notcher flat call that they make, and I was having him beef that sucker up eight ways from Sunday. Okay, So, I like a stiffer read. So, I just prefer that black read. Um, so that's probably what's going to go in the easy sucker, but it's going to go in my pocket. I, that, honest, it will be. It will be in my arsenal of calls that I have in my pocket in the field. I I do think it's a legit call. Absolutely, not no marketing, no gimmick, crap. Okay, but what is what what is my go to list? You know, has it changed over the years? Because if you go through the the elk stuff on the website, you'll know that. I mean. And I know, I probably should, yeah, I need to freshen those things up just to give them at least a, least a little bit of a, a live feel. And and if you, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, you you watch me post the, the picture of all those bugle tubes in the back of my truck. It's like a, dude, this box had to have been 30 inches by 30 inches by 30 inches minimum. And that box was just, just full of just bugle tubes, pool hoses, wiffle ball bats, just Back in the day when I was t- I was just home brewing bugles and testing bugles and did when I went and did the original series on the website what was it back in 2011 was it 2012 I don't know maybe it was maybe it was 2011 2012 when the understanding bugles and bugle tubes now all of those are still relevant those the, every single one of those videos is still relevant today I might just need to add well like we talked with Dirk uh, this last go around talking about the aluminum tube. Uh, that is a fundamental shift from what used to be back in the day. So that was a new a uh, shift, a paradigm shift in materials. But all the other ones, no. You can change them out. They're all high-density plastic with a camo cover. So we can have... No, you, you, it's just a different shape, different different mouthpiece, different... T- so all the imp- information from the original Bugle series is all relevant. It's just, it re- you just... You can see some old Bugles in there. That's all. But that's the funny part about it was, there. I mean, some of these things, the amount of stuff that I had in that just, oh my gosh, just ancient. I had to throw, I had to throw a bunch of stuff away because I just don't, it, I'm never going to use it. It's just, it's just taking up space that I've moved this box around. I don't know how many times already, especially in the storage unit now. I don't need them. I don't need them. Just beep, gone. They need to go by. They need to just get recycled. Um, but anyway, So people, you know, they were okay. So, given the fact that I was throwing away those old things, and given the fact that the original series on understanding cow calls, the the physical product, the the item, the 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 physical mechanical call that you take to the woods with you, understanding cow calls, understanding bugles and bugle tubes, those were done ten years ago. Okay, have I changed what I use since then till now? Man no no I think back then I you know I talked about the hyper if if there's anything that I've changed it's going from a hyper a Primos Hyperlip single I I now use Steve Chappell uh chapel signature series you know he he uses uh was it Rocky Mountain um oh my gosh I'm embarrassed I'm sorry Yeah. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I I sent why brain fart. Sorry. Anyway, he works with uh Rocky Jacobson to make his calls, but regardless, I buy them through his website, Steve Chapel. Stevechapel.com. Is it Ch- Chapel? Yeah, Steve Chapel. Yeah, Steve Chapel. Two P's, two L's. Steve Chapel, go to his stuff, Elk stuff. He sells them. Um, but you can get them through uh Rocky Mountain hunting calls as well. The trophy wife awesome it's got a that one's a wood uh sorry 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 the matriarch is my number one go-to that one's a open read style call similar to a, a primos hyperlip single it's got the wide read i like a wide read but steve's call is better in my opinion the the soundboard is a little different it's shaped a little different it does not gum up as easy as the primos one in my opinion and it, it's easier to get a, su- a more soft and subtle sound out of it, in my opinion. And then the wood barrel is freaking phenomenal. I don't even know if you can find the Matriarch anymore, though. If you, if you go to your store and you can find a Steve Chapel Matriarch and it's got a brown wooden barrel on it, sound the barrel, buy that freaking thing. I don't even care if it's 30 bucks. Buy the damn thing. It's worth it. The other one, the Trophy Wife. Okay, that's a polycarbonate barrel on that one, and then um, oh crap, what is it called? He's got the new one. Um, I'm just brain farting left and right. I, 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 hold on, I know the sounds going to change because I'm turning around right now. I'm in my uh, in my studio. I got a basically a tool chest. that has got all my calls in it and. What is it what is it what is it oh come on you don't even it's got Rocky Mountain hunting calls on Rocky Mountain hunting calls on it but what uh oh Steve man I'm so sorry I'm brain no no I'm not I'm sitting in front of a computer stop that stop the... oh, hold it pause it it's the, the, the new one is got uh it I think it's aluminum I think it's an aluminum uh belt. I'm sorry, man. I completely just spaced the name, so I'm gonna look it up. So anyway, those are the three that I use: the Trophy Wife, the ma- the Matriarch Number One, Trophy Wife. Well, no, I can't say that. All right, here we go. Steve. I, this I'm I'm just going in the in the search bar. Steve Chapel. P-P, remember, it's P P E L L. Okay. Uh, there you go boom on mine Google searches Steve Chapel elk calls is like the second one right up bam just click on that it's gonna swing you over dun, dun, dun. oh well now they're now they're selling them all over the place you can find them all over the place but give give some love to Steve just so you'll you'll scroll down and it says you'll see the chapel service.com okay that's his website Steve's a great guide he, do, he guides all over Arizona and Southwest Arizona. Uh, Colorado, bum bum bum. Heartbreaker, 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 heartbreaker. Elk call, bam. That's the one. That one to me has taken. Uh, I think that's bumped the tro- the trophy wife out of number two slot. Okay, I still will go Steve Chapel matriarch. Again, if you can find it. Um, yeah. It's a, it's, okay, hold on. I'm going to go back. Elk calls. Boom. I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. I'm dead serious. Because. Where shop? Elk calls. I want to see all of them. I, I don't even. I think he sold out on his website. I think you're going to have to go to like Amazon or... Or you're just going to have to go to your local uh, sporting goods store and you're just going to have to just just happen to find one on a shelf. Again, Steve Chapel, matriarch. It's got a brown wooden bell to it. Man is that thing sweet and sexy and just mellow. But making those things it was tricky because you're, you're dealing with wood, number one, and then supply chain issues these past couple of years. I mean it just it negates a bunch of things. So I don't even think you can get it anymore. But anyway, the Trophy Wife is. Um, I'm going to click on it, make sure. Yeah, it's just a polycarbonate barrel on it. Sounds awesome, but the the difference between the three, if you have the ability to get all three, get all three, because their vocal signature, the 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 signature of the call is going to be slightly different, just because of the materials they use. The Matriarch, because of that wooden barrel, is really mellow, really smooth. Man, and you can do some of the most sexy, just subtle calls with it. I mean, even if you get loud with it, it's just this, just smooth. That's all you can say. It's smooth. And then when you go up to the trophy wife, the whole beautiful thing about bumping up to the trophy wife and why you have the matriarch and the trophy wife is because the polycarbonate barrel, it prov- it provides a, just a tiny bump up in the harshness, crispness of that call so you could get a little bit more volume out of it it was a little bit more crisp and it, and it had a, a, a just a slightly different vocal signature with it well now you go to the heartbreaker with the aluminum oh man you want to talk about launch you want to talk about it just a crisp clean clear loud mouth or, or open read style call oh sweet i love it i love it i mean i haven't even brought this thing out I can't. I, I'm watch. I can't do it. My, I'm watching my audio. That's the problem. When people, you know, people want you to demonstrate calls, um, like this. The problem is, is your microphone. the 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 volume difference is so it just squelches. It just it just shuts the microphone right down. And sometimes it takes a while for the microphone to actually recover. So you'll 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 do the the call. And then the microphone has readjusted itself to that volume and then you, the next about five seconds of words that come out of your mouth, you can't hear it because the microphone has to readjust. Um, so anyway, but no, it's crisp. It's clean. You can get super loud with it. It's just a it's a, it's just a different vocal signature. So those are the three. I mean, that's that's right there. Those are my three open read style calls that I have in my pocket uh, all the time i will have a primos hyperlip double with a tone converter come on now of course i will and here's okay and another okay another question man i almost forgot this one i forgot to write it down so the other question that came in was how does the easy sucker excuse me all right so back to it it's chapelguideservice.com if you want to get some of those show steve some love um how does the easy sucker compare with the um cowgirl primo's cowgirl call the cowgirl is an open uh, no it's a bite and blow style call okay so you're using your teeth that was the thing about the easy sucker that was a little different okay on an open read style call you're using lip pressure not your teeth okay On the Easy Sucker, you are using your teeth to provide that uh, pressure, but that's very similar to the Cowgirl, the Primo's Cowgirl, that uses your teeth. You're biting at it with your teeth. Now, the Cowgirl is an exhale call, so you're blowing through it, and the Cowgirl has a rubber sleeve around the two I will I'll call them the two soundboards. Okay, so you've got a soundboard on the bottom and the soundboard on the top and, and the the reed vibrates between the two as you bite down on top of it. There is a rubber sleeve, a silicone sleeve that goes around those soundboards that you bite down onto, but you're blowing out. That was a very good question. Um, because they are similar they, they have a similar purpose or function. Obviously, the difference between easy sucker you're bla- breathing in, the cowgirl you're blowing out. Two things. One, with the cowgirl, you absolutely get condensation in that call. There is no two ways about it. You will always get condensation in that call. It's inherent in the engineering and structure and the design. It, it, I mean, it's not a design flaw because there's nothing that you can do about it. It's just inherent in the design. You're you're blowing through it, so your moist, moist, breath is going across that reed. And if that call has any sort of temperature variant between your body temperature and the outside, and it's colder, which means there's going to be condensation starting to build up on that reed because that reed is enclosed, it's going to gum up, and you're not going to be able to get all the moisture out. So oftentimes, if I plan on and I use, if you we can talk about it later. People, the, the people that are asking about the cowgirl, oftentimes know that I, how I use it. I talk about it in the in the elk hunting institute elk module on the website. I use the cowgirl strategically to sound like bulls um, sparring or bulls messing around with each other. So. If I plan on doing that calling sequence or calling, or using that calling calling strategy a lot, I will absolutely bring more than one cowgirl with me. I'll have one tucked down my shirt on a lanyard keeping warm with my body temperature. Well, both of them. But while you have one out and you're using it, the other one is tucked down in inside your, your chest, okay? keeping warm, as close to your body as possible, just to keep it as close to your body temperature as possible. And as soon as that one that I'm using starts to gum up and it doesn't want to play, I'm going to flick that sucker as hard as I can, get as much of that condensation out as I can. If I'm in a situation where I can blow through it, re, you know, backwards and, and blow, you basically blow into the bell end and send that out the other way, I'll blow that up. But that makes sound. So if an elk is close by, don't do that. It's going to screw the whole thing up. And regardless, I will try to get as much of that condensation out as possible, and then that one goes down my shirt, and then the other one comes out, and I continue to call. You're going to get condensation in it. With the easy sucker, like I talked about, it, you're inhaling. I At this time, I don't think you're going to get that condensation. I don't see how you're going to get... Uh, uh, I think, it's, a, I think it's, it's highly unlikely that you're going to get condensation on that reed, number one. So, there you go. But number two, again, remember, you're talking about using a mouth diaphragm reed. Those work when they're wet, especially given it's a silicone tongue, quote-unquote, inside that easy sucker. I don't think it matters if it does get wet. Now, it's going to give you a more consistent sound if it stays dry. Or... If it just stays continually wet we that the 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 transition if, if something happens it's just really brutally damp out and, and rainy or whatever and you're getting moisture in there the transition between a dry reed into a wet reed is going to be a little bit different but once you get there and that reed gets saturated and stabilized i think it's going to be a consistent sound it's going to be very similar to any other mouth diaphragm um but the biggest one you know so so there you go there's well that that's a that's a big one Uh, one's going to gum up on you, one is not. But the other one is, you have a wildly different, wildly different um, vocal signature. I wonder, hold on, I don't know, I might be able to pull that one off. I might be able to pull, don't quote me on it, hold on. Okay, so I, I since I was able to demonstrate the e, the easy sucker and the audio didn't you know at least on the phone the audio didn't squelch out with with the with the heartbreaker man that thing it's just so yeah it's it's gonna squelch out but on the easy sucker that one did not let me hold on let me see all right so here we go so here is the cowgirl all right this is again the primos cowgirl. Again, you've heard me talk, most of you, if you follow me, that was with a cowgirl with the little rubber bell on it. Now, again, I use it very specifically to imitate when bulls are sparring, you'll hear them They'll just start whining. They're just playing back and forth and whining. And that is, I mean, it's just a very accurate sound, accurate reproduction of that vocalization, that the vocal signature of the cowgirl with the bell removed. Now, again, you can use, you can leave the bell on if you want. Okay, I can I can whine with it with a bell on or bell off. I prefer when I'm doing that with the bell off. It is a bite and blow that you can use without your hands, but you can use your hands to cup around the end of the bell and, and change that vocal signature a little bit. But you can hear that this is the thing about a uh, bite and blow style call like the cowgirl. It, it they all they all have that inherent almost like bird like uh, quality. Now, with the Easy Sucker, all right, much more, um, again, go through the website, go through the the videos. I talk about the bell-shaped curve. I talk about... You know the, the different vocal signatures that elk have, where they fall on that bell-shaped curve, and, and why you're using certain calls for certain purposes. The easy sucker fits within the fat part of that bell-shaped curve. It's going to have a lot of wide uh, applicability in a, in a lot of different situations, um, but it is going to be a vocalization that seems to fit in that fat part of, of the curve, so you're not going to stand out, so to speak, uh, from anybody else other than Depending on what you're saying, the vocalizations you're actually saying, I talk about the cowgirl being at one far you know extreme end of that spectrum. It it sounds good. It's it will work. You can say everything you want to say, other than assembly mew. You can do your chirps and your mews and your long mews, but it really does great with the wines. But it's going to be one of those uh, vocalizations, uh, a call. Excuse me, that when you use it the vocal signature is going to be unique. It's going to stand out, all right? It's going to be different than a a Hyperlip single, or a Trophy Wife, or a Heartbreaker, or the Matriarch, or hell, even a Phelps, any of the the Phelps open read style calls, all right? It's going to have its own vocal signature. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they are wildly different because the, Uh, easy sucker is built off of your general your it's the exact same frame as their mouth diaphragm so it's going to have a vocal signature very similar to a mouth diaphragm so that's kind of how those two again you're you're using your teeth to bite down on both of them i think it's funny i don't know if it's funny haha or funny peculiar coincidence that primo's green is the same as phelps green but yes if you didn't know any better You put the cowgirl green with the Phelps green, you think maybe they made by the same person. They're not, okay? Primos makes the cowgirl. Phelps, obviously, the easy sucker. They're just the same green silicone. Bite and blow or bite and suck. Um, Hands free. So very similar, just different function. One inhale, one exhale. The exhale one is going to gum up. The inhale one most likely is not going to. The exhale one has a very unique vocal signature that's going to stand out. The which is it's not that's not a bad thing. Okay, go through that video, go through the discussion, and understand why it's not a bad thing, why it actually can be a, a, a benefit. But uh, the, but the Phelps Easy Sucker, that one's going to fit probably more in that the fat part of that bell shaped curve. Um, and then um, yeah, so that was a little bit of a segue. So sorry, all right, so I'm going to have. The trophy Steve Chappell trophy wife. I'm gonna ha- sorry. Steve Chapel Matriarch. Steve Chappell trophy wife. Steve Chappell Heartbreaker. Those three open read style calls are gonna be in my pocket. Primo's hyperlip double with tone converter. Absolutely. Most of the time that's gonna be the, the my number my number two call. It's gonna be the matriarch and the the hyperlip double. Easy sucker is gonna go in the, in the pocket. Cowgirl goes in the pocket. And then, I don't know if I, I, I might play around with you know a different call here or there, but those are those, those are the staples. The Easy Sucker is going to be the addition this year. And then from a mouth diaphragm standpoint, um, I've used these past several years, I really, really do love the Phelps diaphragms. I, their frame fits me. The tape fits. They, they're... Their mouth diaphragm fits my mouth structure perfectly, and I, I love them. Um, as you heard with me talking with Dirk um, in the past, I've been I've loved a flat frame. They were make me making my Elvira calls for me, um, and I love them. Uh, last year, I decided to go ahead and just play with the amp style frames a little bit more. I I really hadn't played with them and run them seriously through the paces to make myself get accustomed to them. So last year, that's what I did. And quite honestly, the Maverick is the one that I kind of leaned on. Uh, That one, it did everything that I wanted it to do. And that one is the one that I, man, I kind of just stuck with that one, even over my Elvira. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do that again this year. I'm going to play. Like I said... Uh, in, with Talk with Dirk. I'm going to go through their little function. I'm going to go through their website. I'm going to order a couple of mount diaphragms based off of their little um, it's not a dichotomous key, so to speak, but anyway, their little selection feature, you know, if you go down through on their website and say, I, I want a cow call. I want a calf call. I want it to be loud. And I want, you know, I go down through and click all those things and whatever they puke out the other end, I'm going to order and I'm going to test it and see does it, does it match what that selection criteria said and and can i make that work as it does it work for me um i'm gonna give that a go but it's gonna be a phelps mouth diaphragm that's for sure it's either gonna be my elvira again or uh a, a different amp style we'll, we'll i don't know i don't i don't know that i don't know that. maybe it's gonna be a pitch black maybe it's gonna be who knows we'll, we'll see we'll see I'll, I'll fill you in on that later but it will be um a phelps diaphragm And then people have asked about, they saw me with my bugle tube. All right. And that was, this is again, if I had been just the guy that was, if I'm, if I was a marketing genius, which I am not, I would have had a Phelps bugle tube. (laughs) I would have had a Phelps bugle tube in the stupid reel that I'm, that I'm using and demonstrating. I'm not that smart people. I'm not that bright. So I just grabbed my bugle. The bugle that I use like every year that I've used for I don't know how long. What is that bugle tube that you ask? It's legitimately a homebrew. Now, on again, on the website, on the Elk Hunting Institute, the elk module, go to rollhuntingresources.com, sign up, do it now because the price, I think it's going to go up August 1st. I'll talk that here in a minute. Um, sign up now. Dang it. Get on it now while it's cheap. Cheaper. Um it's a homebrew bugle. And I talk about that. It's literally a wiffle ball. It's not your general run of the mill wiffle ball bat bell. It's a specific and there's a reason. And then it's a piece of pool tube, pool hose, plastic pool hose. And then a Primos, but well, it doesn't matter if it's a, it, it a Primos mouthpiece, a bugle mouthpiece. You can take one off of the Terminator. You can take it off the bullhorn. You can take it off the pack. What? It's the full size one. It's not the little packbook bugle mouthpiece. It's the it's the full size mouthpiece. Um, and I still I still love running the Primos Blue Reeds for the vast majority of my quote unquote bugling. Now I still will if I need to get a little bit more. If I need to put the wood to it and I need to get a little bit more creative. Absolutely, I'll throw a mouth diaphragm in and I'll do that. But that's the beautiful thing about that mouthpiece of Primos is I can do both. I can use the blue reed and do a lot of great vocalizations. But then if I need to, the mouthpiece, the structure of it, it adds that back pressure. I can just, with the blue reed in place, I can bugle with a mouth diaphragm right through it, get the back pressure that I need, and it just sounds freaking awesome. So, it's a homebrew bugle. And the reason why I like that homebrew bugle is is there's a stiff section. The bell on it is stiff and it's very, very stiff. Uh, it's got good resonance. But then the pool hose, the pool hose was cut. And again, I talk about this in the video uh, and more. The pool hose, the, well, it is what it is. Depending on the length of the pool hose is going to change the, the dynamics of the back pressure that the tube and the bugle itself builds. So the pool hose for mine is cut at a length that allows me to achieve the amount of back pressure within that system that I prefer for how I engage the 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 blue reed of the Primos mouthpiece and any of the mouth diaphragms that I choose to run. So the so the Phelps mouth diaphragms that I can run for bugling, that pool hose is cut at a length that is short enough to make it convenient, but long enough, and not too long, but it's it's just the right length to allow me to achieve the right amount of back pressure that I prefer. Everybody's going to be a little bit different, so you can change that, but there's a sweet spot. I think mean, a lot of you are going to find out that there's a sweet spot that that is very similar to what I ended up with, but regardless, there's a sweet spot in there on the length, and the reason why I like that is because I usually carry my bugle over my shoulder, kind of around my body, over my shoulder, and it and the hard part lies up against my back, but then the the flexible part kind of wraps around the side of me. I can grab it very very easily, and it sits comfortably. It just it, it's it's more comfortable than a rigid tube, um, but it has the it has the best of all the worlds: the resonance of a nice hard, you know, resonation chamber, the flexibility of just a flexible tube. And then the versatility of an external mouthpiece that has the ability to use the very easy blue reed system of Primo's as well as build the back pressure if I just want to rip it with a mouth diaphragm. All in one, boom, done, there she is. I don't even know, it, it, that, that bugle has to be like literally the physical structure of that particular bugle has got to be 10 years old. Easy maybe 11 or 12. It's, it's at least 10 years old. The only thing that I've changed on it is the, the external mouthpiece because I, I, I crushed it. I, like an idiot, packing up a couple years ago, threw it in a spot, closed the lid, and I crushed it. So I just had to snap, I basically snapped the old one out, snap a new one in, boom, rock and roll, here we go. Um, I very well may throw up like physically bend over, heave if I ever lose that thing. A, it's my favorite, but B, oh, the places it's gone. What is that? What, oh, the places you'll go? No, yeah, yeah. That little bugle, yeah, oh, the places it's gone. There's some sentimental value there. But I also have enough material with the exact same materials where heaven forbid something happens and I lose that sucker, I can make another one right again. So anyway, that's the bugle. That is the bugle that I use. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong in camp, uh, in my truck in camp, I will have a variety. Like I said, I have the Phelps aluminum one. That sucker's awesome. I, I do like it. If you like the, the, the rigid, uh, quote unquote bat style, or just the, the, solid style bugle. Um yeah, that one's that one's awesome. But I like the the Phelps other ones. And and quite honestly, the bully tube. Uh Rocky Mountain Hunting calls the bully bugle, the original. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, see, Corey changed the mouthpiece. And I don't know which one I have. That's that's bad on me. There was an there was an updated mouthpiece. I don't remember which mouthpiece I have, but we're, regardless, whichever I have the one that has a little bit there was one that was just a straight, just, it just was like you cut off a baseball bat. And then there was one that had a little bit of a mouthpiece at a little flare. And I think now there's ones that, it ha- I don't know. Anyway, this one's got a small, this is kind of a little bit of a mouthpiece on it. I like that. Um, but anyway, that's the bugle that I'm using. So, all right. So we're a little over two hours. The other one that I was just going to, I'll wrap up with. Um, for those of you, so just for an update, people have been curious about how things are going out here for deer and turkey um, with the habitat and just especially the update on the turkeys man it's not good man it, it's, it's just not good uh, I got excited the other day I really did I tried uh, so I've got an old iPhone it's an iPhone 8 it's, the thing's ancient Um, I probably should upgrade but eh, I don't feel like spending a thousand bucks on whatever it is anyway driving back to the house Oh well, yeah. I was putting water out for what we were working on a water tank, uh, modifying it for wildlife, and I'll get to that here in a second. I was on my way back, and all of a sudden, here's a group, and, and this group of of turkeys is predict- is predictably right at this particular person's uh, property, right outside of town. And sure enough, here they are. They're they're crossing the road again, and bing, here's a hen. She's got like four or five polts. I think there are five. If I if I if I caught them all, if I saw them all, there was five polts um, Week old, and I say a week old because they—they they, about the best that they could do was they could flutter up, they could get about three feet off the ground, and they could fly probably about six feet horizontal, five or six feet horizontally, and then they then hit the dirt. They just crash into the vegetation, and then they would scurry about. So they couldn't—they couldn't even hardly flutter. Um they had most of their, they had all their, obviously they have feathers, but I'm saying that most of their uh, feathers, are, and it doesn't matter. They could barely fly, about a week old. Um, I turned around, the neighbor saw me, stopped, wanted to talk. So I ended up sitting there talking for about 20 minutes with them and, and um, lost an, a good opportunity to get a good picture. So when I finally got up there to get a picture they were too far off the road and they were in too heavy of vegetation. And then the other thing too is when I pulled up and stopped, again, they're so young, the only thing they could do, their instinct, boink, they just burrowed into the grass and just flattened themselves out and just remained still. And then the hen just laid down and hid under some vegetation next to them. So I was like, wow, well, I can't get a picture here. But anyway, that is literally the first group of poults that I have seen on or around any of our properties. Now I know that we probably have some in other places, but literally that is the exact thing that I have seen these past several years I see more polts that age between now and August, the beginning of August than I do see polts at the end of May or even all the way through June And that was my, that was my biggest, that was why I was so passionate about, that's why I shut down all of our turkey hunts. And that's why I was so critical of all the other outfitters, all the other hunters, everybody else out here, all the other hunters, just in general, whether they were not from around here or just people local hunting that were going to go out there and they were, they wanted to get their second bird all the way in the end of May. I'm like, guys, You haven't found a bird. It's not that the birds aren't talking. You've been hunting for three freaking weeks and you can't find a bird or a month. You can't find a bird. You finally find a bird, boom, you shoot it in the face. And then you're gonna tell me you're gonna go out there and you're gonna go out and hunt another three weeks to find another bird. Oh, this one was a Jake that you can shoot in the face. Okay, the birds aren't there, man. They're not there. It's not that dude's tough hunting. It's they they don't exist they're, they're not on the landscape we have a handful of birds gobblers hens the raccoons aren't going anywhere the hens are going to try to nest and the raccoons are going to rape and pillage their nests and then the hen's going to come out and she's going to want to try to breed again and try to re-nest she's got to find a gobbler she's got to find a male that she can breed with she's going to need that male to breed with like n- all the way till now and dude, we I can li- this not exaggeration. I can come to the house. We'll get up in the morning. I'll take you down across the river, and we'll stand alongside the river, and we'll listen to a gobbler down there gobbling. And depending on where he goes, he's following two hens. He's literally with two hens. He's strutting and gobbling every morning. It is freaking July seventeenth. I heard him two days ago. He's gobbling and strutting with two hens. July fifteenth. Guaranteed, they're trying to re This is why we can't just hammer every frickin' turkey we see and shoot them in the face. We don't have that number. The fact that the state hasn't done anything, I, just disgusts me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The good news is, finally saw a group of Poles. Granted, they're tiny. Granted, there's only five. Now, and that's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't know how many... Uh, eggs she hatched. It would not surprise me if that's what she hatched. Um, earlier on, maybe a bigger clutch. Maybe now she's got a smaller clutch, whatever. But she she had five. She had five. Hopefully she can get those babies to, literally, to survive and um, get through this winter. But it's, it's not looking good. Uh, to that point, um, there is no plan. Let me say this again. As of right now, there is no plan for row hunting resources to run any turkey hunts in 2023 in Northwest Kansas. We don't have the birds. It's irresponsible for me to run hunts when I know that on our properties and ne- and within our neighbor, within the home range and the, the daily movement pattern up and down across the river bottoms and across my properties and the neighbors that we have, it is irresponsible, ecologically irresponsible, for me to run a turkey hunt, and there will I will not. As far as deer, um, man, I, I I'm I don't share a lot of my summer deer picks only because I don't just want a bunch of people poaching and just getting excited about knowing where my big deer are, and then anyway, we've got some good ones. I mean, we we're in a brutal drought, man. Uh, it's br- the, the number of hundred plus days we've had so far is crazy, and and we there is no end in sight. The next ten days are supposed to be all above a hundred degrees, uh, and if if the actual temperature doesn't hit a hundred, excuse me, oops, excuse me, if the actual actual temperature does not hit hundred, the heat index will be well above a hundred. Um, but every day's like supposed to be a hundred or more. So the we do have some decent soybeans around. We got a lot of farmer farmers planting milo. So far, man, knock on wood, a lot of corn is looking okay. There, now it's starting to get heat stressed. It's starting to get drought stressed, and there are some places where it's actually flat out burned up. Um, so, and I'm and I'm sharing this for those people that are going to come this way to hunt. Uh, One of the properties that we, that I manage, uh, landowners, he's got a a quarter section that's in a a, uh, corn, irrigation pivot, pivot field, and all the corn that's under the pivot is doing well. Everything that's outside that, the impact of the water that's in the corners is dead. Burnt up, brown, shriveled up, dead. Done. Uh, other fields that are dry land corn that have done well you can absolutely get out across the landscape and start looking and you can see those patches where it's kind of that bluish grayish green where you can see they're just shriveled up and it's 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 brutal we're gonna need some serious rain otherwise we're gonna be in some serious hurt serious trouble so but as of yet as of yet some of the bucks are doing phenomenal, man. I don't know how, they're 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 pulling it out. They're pulling it out and they're doing well. Now, granted, the best pictures I'm getting right now are on the largest food plot complex I have and they are hammering the ever-living bejeebas out of the chicory. I've got three-year-old chicory stand <clears throat> and I do not mow it. Now, I don't mow all of it. I can go in there in the fall and I'll mow some of it, or later in the summer I can mow some of it if I've got the moisture. We don't have the moisture, so I don't plan on mowing anything. I'm just going to let it grow. So it means it gets stemmy. It goes out to goes it goes to flower. It provides some cover, but the deer just just they're just taking all the tips off. They're, they're hammering the piss out of it, and we've got some smoker bucks, which is awesome. I don't know, and I was getting excited about whether or not that giant that I was after last year. Whether he survived, it looked like early on that he did, or or the, at least the deer that was showing up on camera. I thought it was him. I at this point, no, I don't think it's him. I think it's a different deer, uh, one that we had here last year for a little bit. He's absolutely blown up. Uh, he's got to have nine plus inch eye guards now, um, and they're still growing. Um, he's he's gonna be awesome and uh, we've got a couple other really good bucks so the, the antler growth so far in a lot of places is still good if they've got good soybean or if they've got other vegetation that has high protein the places that are wheat stubble the places that are just corn milo man it's looking rough and a lot of the water sources are drying up I was, what I was out, the reason why I was out the other night is because, um, one of the properties where my landowner runs cattle, the creek, normally they're using creek water and the creek is completely dry. He's having to truck water out there now. And the reason why we were out there is because when he pulled in the other night, there were three or four, I don't remember when he said three or four turkeys perched on the rim of the stock tank out in the middle of freaking nowhere pasture reaching down trying to get water. Now how they even figured out that there was water they don't have a sense of smell. The only thing that I can think the only reason why I think those birds actually figured out that there was water up there they had to have been following the cattle. They had to have been watching the cattle, figure, you know, watching what the cattle were doing, and then we just got curious. We were like, what the hell is that? And went up there and and figured out that there was water in the tank. And now they're jumping up and perching on the edge of it, trying to reach down in. I'm like, dude, we need to throw. And that's what we did. And I, he brought some concrete blocks. I brought a bunch of uh, cement chunks, and we, we built a, a wildlife ladder uh, inside there, so that way when they can jump up, they can jump up on the edge, but then they have something that they can stand on, and then actually wade down, you know, get down into the tank. So when that water, you know, when the cattle suck that tank half dry, and that water's down, you know, a foot, 18 inches, um, the the birds can still get access to it. And and all the other birds. Hawks, they, I mean... I would like to get a... I mean, you can just see them. Yeah, You see the wildlife that's over there. Every, all the wildlife in a lot of these places where the creeks have dried up, they are 100% dependent on cattle producers now. Because some of the stock tanks, their stock ponds are completely dry. There's one landowner, again, another one of the landowners nearby, uh, that pasture does not have a hydrant on it. They usually use the pond water. There's no pond water. There are no cattle in. They're not, they're not putting cattle in there because there's no water on the property. So it's it's bad uh it's it's getting bad in some places now if you again I talked about this with um just from food plots and habitat management I, I drive uh, an hour to my east to my other landowner holy freaking hell they got water up there I mean I'll bet you they've got eight to nine inches more water than we precipitation than they than we have had so far this year but if I go 40 minutes to my west to my other landowner he's had even less than we have. It's just wild. It's just, it's crazy. So, point that I'm making. Again, I've talked about skin in the game. I've talked about your buy-in. i talked about why why landowners should allow you to, to you know, if you're going to go knock on a door and, and ask for permission or whatever, if you have permission to hunt on people's plan. Man, if you are the ones, if you're the one that always has to have a hashtag hunting is conservation on your social media. If if you are the hunting hashtag, hunting is conservation, you know, conservation hashtag, you know, hunting is conservation on your t-shirt. Well, then put your money where your mouth is. Put your time where your mouth is. And if you come out here to hunt, if that's what you normally do, you need to get your ash in your vehicle and drive out here and evaluate the water situation. Number one, if the landowner that you hunt, the private property that you hunt on, if you're if you're hunting on private property, if you're hunting on there and that, and that person is a cattle producer, one of the first things I would tell you to do is, Are there, are there, uh, water sources functioning? Some of the stock ponds are going to be empty. So that means their stock tanks. Is the pump working? Are the wells working? Are the, the hydrants, the spigots working? If they're having, if the landowner's having trouble, pitch in because landowners are having trouble out here, man. It's, the economy, you think the economy is tight back where you are. It's tight. It's tight everywhere. And when you're on a, on a vapor trail, just you're on vapors already, as far as your survivability, paying bills and putting food on the table, and then actually being able to function on the landscape and fix what needs to be fixed. I've already talked about, and I'm not the only one, the amount of money I've hemorrhaged this year, just fixing equipment. It's disgusting. And it's not just me. All the landowners I'm dealing with are be, are dealing with busted lines, busted uh, water lines, busted wells, busted equipment. And you have no choice but to spend the money to fi- to try to fix it. That's if you have the money. So if you're going to come out here this west and you uh, out west or uh, in the northwest part of Kansas this year and Deer Hunt, get your ass in your truck, in your car. I don't even care if it's a Prius. Get your ass and head to where whatever land it is. Go talk to your landowner. Do they need help fixing hydrants? If so, pitch in. If you need to go buy a hydrant, go buy a hydrant if you have the ability to do it. Do they need the hydrant fixed? Fix it. If they need help with a well, help them. And quite honestly, a lot of these stock tanks are not equipped with wildlife ladders. Any way for wildlife to get in and out of that tank. And so if they get in and then they fall in and they get trapped, they're going to drown and they're going to spoil that whole freaking tank. Okay? There's a lot of wildlife that are depending on these stock tanks. Even out in the middle of freaking nowhere prairie, they are leaving these brushy corridors. They're leaving the river, the creek bottoms. Now, the main river still has water. The Solomon, at least mine, still has water coming through it. I can't believe it does. The only reason why I think it has water coming through it is probably as much, it it probably has to do with all the stinking irrigation that everybody's doing west of here. Just pouring the water on their fields because they, it's just Otherwise, you're going to burn up, and we can have a discussion about pumping water out of the out of the Ogallala later on. But regardless, there's a little bit of water running through the Solomon right now, but all the other side creeks they're they're looking rough. So, man, wildlife is really starting to lean heavy on artificially sourced, um, well, artificially provided sources of water. Pitch in, um, whether or not you you can you know. Like I said, concrete blocks, uh, paver stones, whatever you want to do. Get a whole bunch of freaking concrete block chunks or whatever and start building, you know, uh, uh, a solid ladder. Now, again, okay, so take a step. Man, I'm going to try to wrap this up. So you can get, you can either fabricate or you can buy those expanded metal, the wire mesh wildlife ladders that sit inside the stock tank and attach to the rim of the stock tank. Those are really good. Now, those are better than nothing. They're better than a sharp poke in the, in the eye, okay? So, if you can get those, get them. Get a bunch of them and make sure that your landowner has them in all of the, of the water uh, features or water sources, um, water stock tanks that they have. Now, those are really good at allowing animals to get out of tanks if they fall in. They're not great at allowing critters like birds to be able to wait, you know, walk down and then grab some water. Um, for that, I like having, I, I do, I love those concrete blocks and con- just chunks of concrete that build a nice little stair step up out of the water. Um, and I don't like anything more than about four inches to five inches tall, because if the water level gets a little bit farther down and a bird gets in there, a passer and bird gets in there and flits around. It can run up to that block, but it it can't reach up above that block to get itself out. So that's where bricks, paver stones, um, just chunks of concrete that are all that three to five inches thick. Those are those are awesome, because they get good purchase with their toenails and they can climb out. But all the other critters can too. I don't care what you think about bobcats and coyotes and all that. They still need water. It's an animal. The last thing we want them to do is is dying. Just anyway, I'm. Look out for all the critters out there. Again, isn't that right? Isn't hunting conservation? Aren't we supposed to be out there for all critters? Isn't that what the North American model of wildlife conservation is about, right? Not just the animals that we get to shoot in the face, right? Anyway, um, they're going to need it. And to that end, I'm really starting to look. um, Problem is, is I've I've got a bunch of places where I can haul water. But here we go. I just told you I just hemorrhaged how much money this year just spending on fixing stuff. Five dollar and whatever gallon diesel hauling a truck full of water, hauling a uh, you know trailer with a ranger full of water. You know, you get nine miles per gallon, and then you're haul- you're driving all over the country hauling water. It's it's freaking expensive, man. So I've got to be very judicious on where I go um, and what water I take and how I start, but we're going to have to start here pretty soon because it's it's just ugly. It's just ugly. So, get out here. Help your landowners out. If you own the property or you lease the property, water needs to be squarely in your wheelhouse of consideration. Don't just look at, oh, well, later on this fall, I'm going to do some food plots. Okay, that's fine. Good. I, I mean, seriously, good. Um, But you really need to start looking right now at water. Because, I mean, granted, some of these places have soybeans. Good, that's going to have good moisture in it. Um, If there's corn around, they're going to be... That's the problem. The corn is starting to get hammered because that's got the highest amount of moisture in it. And the deer are grabbing it, grabbing the center, just yanking the whole center out. And they're eating that juicy... Uh, center stalk I've talked about that in the past about where you'll have deer damage on your corn crop simply because the deer are treating your your standing corn your young growing corn like we do watermelon on a hot dry day a cool juicy sweet treat is is nice to to munch on and that's what the that's what the deer are doing so crop damage from deer in some places on corn is going to be significant. Um, so get out here and start and consider, start running some, uh, some water and uh, talking with another one of the landowners I work with. Um, they were going to, so there is a banks outdoors. Everybody knows if you follow me, I've, I've, I will still plug. They make a, a water bladder, a hundred gallon water bladder that fits in the back of your ranger side by side. Thing's awesome. I love it. I have mine. I use it all the time. They also make a wild, a wildlife waterer. It's hundred gallons that is a storage tank with a little bit of a drinker sticking out the end. The question was: What do I think about them? Number one, I think they're awesome. I, I've never used one. I would love to try it someday. Uh, I have not spent the money to buy it. Um Just I, I'm I'm I have other stuff. I just I haven't spent the money to buy it. I would love to try them. So banks outdoors. Send me one. I'll do a review. I I, I think it's a good. I think it's a probably a good product as long as the 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 mechanism works and actually meters the water out uh, efficiently. Um, the only thing I told him was it's a hundred gallons, and if it's any indication of what went on last year, I was filling seventy five gallon tanks every three days. Seventy five gallons every three days. 25 gallons a day was gone. That was deer, coyotes, bobcats. Now, here's the issue. Now, here's why I think the bank's water system might be beneficial. My system has an open tank. Now, I put it in the shade. I, I you've, If you watch my Instagram channel, you can go back. You can see my posts on this stuff. The problem with my system, and, I, and I'm trying to think about, I, I'm thinking about modifying my system to preclude this this year because I can't afford to keep rolling water but one of the main problems that I have with my water management, raccoons they're the bane of my freaking existence and I've talked about this before how many raccoons we have the issue is this just like bears and bear cubs it's a hundred and some odd degrees today it's freaking hot and then evening comes and it really hasn't dropped in temperature yet and you can find a cool pool of water. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm jumping in too. And so the problem is we get a, a whole family of raccoons that just decides to go swim in the tank. And then they climb out. And all that fur acts like a sponge and takes a bunch of water with it. And then here about an hour and a half, two hours later, after they got their done initial forage, you know, forage, here they come back again, back in the water. So I lo- I know I lose some water to raccoon recreation. All right, there's just no two ways about it. That is what it is. It's raccoon recreation. I need to cap my water tanks and 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 and, and modify them as such to preclude the bulk of raccoon recreation and and carton off wasting a bunch of my water. But that was my only comment with that the 100 gallon tank is great the little drinker is great it will help reduce evaporation it will help reduce raccoon recreation now they're still going to get in there and play with their paws and everything else they're going to start farting around in it, so you're going to lose a little water that way but you're going to lose less water than maybe what my system is but that's the issue once the, once the critters find it man they are going to pound the ever living piss out of it so consider this if you decide to start running water, have a plan. Either a plan that you can have a large enough tank that is going to last a week or two and then have a plan where, you know, especially if it's multiple, like you and your brother or you and your friend or family or whatever, maybe this week you go out and you, you fill the water and then next week your buddy does or or 2 weeks later your buddy does or whoever's ne- you 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 share the 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 load if you will no pun intended of running out here and running water but don't start and then stop once uh, once they find it man they're going to pound it and it, you are going to be ground zero of where they want to be just consider making sure you have a plan to keep that water on the landscape So that way they don't get themselves in trouble later on. If if you just can't get back out here, Um, for the turkeys, it sucks. Uh, The only the only silver lining when we have these hot dry years, it seems like we have a bumper crop of grasshoppers. Uh, Last year was no except it was insane the number of grasshoppers we had. This year's no exception. We have a bunch of them. From a from a turkey standpoint, that's good. Um, because at least they've got grasshoppers that they can go after. That's good food for a turkey anyway, but it's a little, it's like us eating grapes. It's, it's got a lot of moisture in it, so at least they can get their um, rec- water intake that way in, in many areas, but again, the fact that these birds on uh, my landowner's property are, are hiking out across the frickin' prairie and jumping up on the edge of a stock tank to get water. Ugh. So, anyway. Alright, we'll kill it for this week. Plenty long enough of me flapping my gums. Uh, for the elk folks, yes, absolutely. I've got, I'm working on video right now, putting some stuff together. There's a bunch of different lef- lessons that are gonna come. I'm gonna probably start phasing them in in the, con- in the, in the context of like this discussion, it's like a podcast discussion supported by video. So, those are gonna start rolling here pretty quick. oh, and yes, like I said, um, I'm sorry. We just we don't have a choice. We we have to we have to bump up the cost of the subscriptions. I think we're going to do that August 1st. Um, I would just say you might as well just plan on us just doubling them, just doubling it. So uh, right now, a three month subscription is just 25 bucks. That is probably going to go to 50 bucks. Uh, an annual subscription is 50 bucks right now or 49 whatever right now. That's probably going to go to a 95 bucks, 90, 99. No, it's probably going to be 95 bucks uh, come August 1st. So get on. If you if you wanted to support this, if you wanted to subscribe, if you wanted to know what was in there, do it now. Man, save your... It's not... It, anyway, anyway. Um, it is what it is. All those prices are still either cheaper or commensurate with what you're going to find everywhere else. We're just a hell of a lot cheaper right now, so just take advantage of it now. So anyway, alrighty, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of I'm forgetting anything that I wanted to share. Now I don't think so. Well, it doesn't matter if it is. I'll I'll do a Instagram post or something like that, or I'll just save it for next week's uh, podcast. So. Anyway, thanks again. Thanks for all your support, and uh, we'll talk soon.